You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Orange or Black Insider Bengals podcast. He's John Sharon. I'm Anthony Cazenza. And you can get this episode and every other on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play. You can also get it on the Megaphone platform, YouTube, and all of our stuff is on cincyjungle.com. We've got a call coming in here, John, so we're going to try and get to this here. This is the Orange or Black Insider. Who's this? Hey, it's John from Kentucky. John. Good evening, gentlemen. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm really excited about the uh, Bengals draft. And, uh, you know, some people were kind of downing Drew Sample. And I thought, man, have you people watched the Bengals? When Andy Dalton has a healthy tight end, how he goes down the field against just about any defense. Now, Sample may not be as quick as Ivor, but if he could be healthy and get open sometimes, I mean – you know, I think it's an excellent pick myself. Maybe not for the second round. I don't know. I'm not a draft expert, but I love the pick. And I'll tell you what, I'll even uh, back up a little bit on Drake or Patrick. Give him one chance, one season, see what he does under a different coach. And uh, I was kind of switching gears there, but uh, back to Sample again. I think it's a good pick. Anthony, what do you think? Uh, well, we talked about Sample a little bit earlier in the program. Sample's a guy, right. you know, I think – I think. Uh, I think there are pros and cons to the pick. I, I think for some, I mean, it, it depend. It really depends on what you look at. I, I think he is a play. I, I think the comparison for some is like a, a Jack Doyle. I saw uh, there's a uh, Vanette. Was it Nick Vanette, the Ohio mm-hmm. State kid? Uh, I think John, you may have put that up. Yeah, on on Twitter, there he's a guy that that is comparable. Um, so I mean. He's a guy, look, I don't think he's ever going to be an outstanding player in terms of statistics. I don't think he's ever going to be a Pro Bowl player, which is what you want out of a second-round pick. But I think he's going to be a valuable role guy. I think he's. I think you can use him and move him around in a lot of different spots. Like I said, I think I envision him in, in an H-back type of role at times. He's a goal-line weapon, which is what the team – the team needs to score touchdowns. Um, they can't settle for field goals. They need to score points, which they struggled with, especially towards the end of the season last year. Um, and like I said, and and like you just said, John, this is a team uh, that 
has had injuries at that spot. They had injuries at wide receiver last year, and um, you know it hurt them. They couldn't move the football, so they they need weapons, yeah. weapons, weapons. And I think I think that that is you know. I think some of the best football for sample is coming. I don't, I don't think we've seen some of the best football in terms of stats and production based on some erratic quarterback play in college and him falling down the pecking order in terms of a passing option. So I don't think he's ever going to be a George Kittle. I don't think he's going to be some of these other guys, but I think he could be a movable piece that could be a, a decent contributor for this team. Well, you know, you had an outstanding podcast the other day when you said nobody really – uh, gave a close enough look at the fact that the Bengals, the offense, was three and out too often. You know, we kept bashing the defense, and we kept, um, you know, bashing the coach. He'd been here too long, you name it. But one big issue, when Tyler Eifert went down, you know, the Bengals, they started off 4-1. And the defense was getting turnovers. But the offense was going down the field. And what happens? What position? Tyler Eifert. Not his fault. Love the guy. He's gone again. And the Bengals just don't move the football as well as they do with a good tight end on the field. Now, I'm not trying to make Drew Sample into something he's not. But so many times watching the NFL over the years, have I seen Gronkowski, Keith Miller, guys like that get their quarterback out of a jam? Mm-hmm. They're wide open 15 yards right down the middle of the field. And when Andy Dalton has his tight end, Eifert, he's open, he just goes right down the field against just about any defense that I've seen. Been watching Andy Dalton a lot of years. So, you know, if I am the Bengals coaching staff, and here's a tight end, he's big, 255 pounds, it's the second, yeah, I grab him. That's that, that's just me. I mean, I grab him quick. I don't care what anybody says. I want a tight end for Andy Dalton badly. Yeah, now, he, because, yeah, Tyler Eifert's coming back, Anthony, but well, what if he goes out in three games? Right. Not to be too cynical here, but it's happened too many times. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you're right, and uh, I think – you know, it, it, like we said, in defense of the sample pick, the Bengals moved back and got an additional pick. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on here, John. There's okay. one, well, there's one aspect we're gonna talk about off the air. But thanks for calling in, bud. Uh, so the thing he's referring to when I, when he said something I said after the draft analysis, John, and I wanted to get your take on it. My thing is, we we bagged the defense and rightfully so tackling was awful they looked confused a lot of times last year but i think what nobody talks about is the especially when the injury started to hit the the offense kept going three and out three and out three and out and putting the defense even when they got the occasional stop they the team was rushed. The defense was rushed back out there, and uh, disastrous results usually ensued. So I wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on that. If you think there's any kind of stock or weight on that type of stance, sure. And I'll, but I don't think Drew Sample himself is going to stop all those problems. No, I think a lot. I think a lot of that was an attribute to Bill Lazor's incompetence as a, as a play caller, and also Andy Dalton's occasional incompetence as a quarterback when he's not surrounded by all pro talent like like a Tyler Eifert. But again, like. 
I, I like what Sample brings, but he's not he's not a world beater at the position. And yeah, he wasn't that productive at Washington. But all the great tight ends in the his, in the last twenty years of the NFL have all been productive in college, and they don't really get that excuse with, with that. You'd like to think that he develops into a Heath Miller type player that can just be a nice underneath option on, on third down. But but again, he, he he still has to develop into that. And he's twenty three years old. He's not exactly a spring chicken. He was a he was a fourth or fifth year senior coming out of Washington. So there are things to like about sample but there's limitations that tell me that this is more of a guy that can replace what tyler croft did not necessarily what tyler eifert did they don't they don't have a guy that can replicate what what you would lose if tyler eifert goes out for an injury and if he does go out with an injury it'll be interesting to see how this new staff compensates for that we got a text i believe it's from nathan um five six seven area code with zach taylor as the new head coach in the offense he's bringing from la comparing the two receiving cores uh, which role will our receivers play that that the Rams did? For example, will John Ross be their Brandon Cooks, or is that an AJ Green role, or is it going to be different? That's a good question because I think it's pretty obvious that like Boyd will be will be Cup because Cup was mainly in the slot and not 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 just a underneath guy, but also a guy that they. Um, they had, had a lot of, a lot of deep routes and a lot of vertical routes, and I think that's something that. Um, they can use Boyle a lot with too because he's he's a pretty good route runner down the field. Uh, Robert Woods was more traditionally the the X alpha number one receiver, and that's probably what, what Green's going to be in terms of j- just the full route tree. And then you have Cooks, yeah. a lot of jet jet sweeps, a lot of uh, on a lot of mesh concepts over the middle, and a lot of doing that underneath stuff. Kind of kind of builds towards ver- vertical routes um, later in the game, and it's, I think that fits right up John Ross's alley, not just in terms of size, but just in terms of overall ability. And it, uh, it's like there are two very different receiving cores in terms of what what types of receivers fill those spots, but in terms of roles, th- those are probably how they're going to correlate with that. And I don't want to compare in terms of talent because the, I don't want to take away anything that the Rams guys do, but they don't have a guy like AJ Green, unfortunately. Robert Woods is good, but he's not AJ Green at, at, at that position. And you know, not, not giving away to anything for Cooper Cup, but I think you could argue that Tyler Boyd has more natural talent to him. So there's potential for for similar production out of out of all three of those guys compared to what the Rams do. But I think those those roles are pretty much how they're going to be. Uh, got another text here, John. Uh, Dan from Tennessee. Show rocks. Hey, thanks, Dan. Um, sure. I don't know if I can get to all of this because it's a longer text, but basically opinion of draft time will tell, but I think you have possibly three starters for this year and the value in the sixth round was simply a coup. Um, he mentions Jonah Williams being a Whitworth type. Um, he, he gives basically this is, this is grade time. He's, he says he gives the draft a solid, the draft class a solid a, what would you give it? Probably not an A because if you want to compare it to all the other draft classes, I think they, I think a lot of other teams t- took chances on players who could become more than just long-term starters. And unfortunately for the Bengals, long-term starters is probably the highest potential in terms of what the players that they took. But the first three picks, I think they can all become long-term starters with more more leaning towards Jonah and Pratt. Sample probably has some work to do to reach that level. And yeah, the second round or excuse me, the sixth round had had some tremendous value with both running backs. I like both of those guys in terms of where they were picked, what roles that that they will fill. I think Deshaun Davis is good enough to push Hardy Nickerson off, so that obviously deserves an A grade for me for just that pick alone. But <laughs> but I, I, I probably wouldn't go as far as an A because I think you need need guys that develop into high quality players down the road. I think. B, B minus probably fits a little bit more. That's around the same as what I gave them for last year, 
but uh, at least last year I I was more pessimistic about their first round pick. Whereas compared to this year, I, I thought if they didn't go quarterback with Dwayne Haskins and they couldn't get a linebacker, then Jonah Williams was by far the best way to go. So j- just having that first round pick weighted more heavily probably puts it up to B minus or B for me. B B minus or B. Do you do you think Jonah Williams is the best offensive lineman in this draft? I think right now he's the best. I think there's a guy like like an Andre Dillard that can develop into someone better just because he's more athletic, but he still has to get there. So like right now, Williams is above Dillard, and Williams will slowly progress up. Whereas Dillard could could go like this, but could also um, he, he could also not develop. And he's also on the older side. So right now, I think Williams is the best, and I think he has the best chance of being a positive contributor early. And I think he's like a blue chip stock, right? You can you can invest in him. You you can just not worry about it. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. Yeah, maybe maybe a tiny bit lower ceiling, but a higher floor. Right. Uh, it seems like if you want to use a cliche there. Uh, and this one came through from Spencer, a text here. Um, and we'll maybe get out of here on this one. Observation slash question about Jermaine Pratt, who you mentioned is one of your favorites in this year's class. Edge is a hot item in the NFL, and the Bengals didn't really draft an edge. No, they didn't. Uh, yeah, right. which which I know had to just irk you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they betrayed uh, me. They had all this interest in edges, and they took yeah, one. yeah. And by the way, our mock, mock drafts got blown to hell. <laughs> uh, God, um, Edge is a hot item in the NFL. After watching Pratt's film, he lined up a lot. Quote on the edge: Is he more of a dual threat than just an outside linebacker? Well, he played middle linebacker, but he did rush the passer at times. He grabbed a couple of sacks. Um, the Bengals apparently he's a guy that's going to be replacing. It seems Vontez Perfect on that weak side. They'll play Vigil and others on that other side. Um, but do you see him kind of being a guy that can put his, his hand in the dirt and get into the passer or? Is this going to be still a little bit more of a traditional linebacker for this team? That would be so incredibly Bengals if they drafted Carl Lawson just to make him a, a pseudo um, off-ball linebacker. Oh, that to be like a like a, oh, a pan of the turf pass rusher who's also a linebacker. Yeah, no, I don't God. think that's the case. It's not like we're slowly going to push Pratt towards the line of scrimmage. He started as a safety, started one year as a linebacker, and now we're going to put it at the edge. No, he's going to be – I think replacing Burfick is the best path for him as a weak side linebacker, run and chase pursuit knife through the line of scrimmage. I think that's perfect for him and his skill set because he's like a heat seeking missile. Like he's probably the best, if not one of the best pure tacklers in this class. Yeah. I think that's some more you say about Devin White or Devin Bush. While they were productive in terms of tackles, they had some issues in terms of missed tackles. That wasn't really an issue with Pratt. And just the one year they started at linebacker, he was, he was a tackling machine there. You know, he produced like a, a, like a pro bowler in terms of solo tackles. So I'm very comfortable with him being a linebacker. And he, and he can blitz as an off-ball guy, similar to that of a Devin Bush. So if they do have issues rushing the passer during games, um, calling upon him for a couple of delayed blitzes wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and Pratt, you know, I mean, obviously uh, the Devins wowed everybody with their, you know, mid-4-4s, 40-yard uh, dash. But, hey, this kid's 6 2 240 and uh, I think he ran a sub four six. Yeah, um, four by seven. Yeah, so I mean that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, the fastest it, they have by far. Yeah, if not Malik Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's that's nothing to sneeze at. The kid can move a little bit, and um, you know I think uh, that, that's faster than Vigil. Vigil did the, the his deal was the cone drills and all yeah. that kind of stuff where he excelled. But um, you know in terms of speed, he's probably actually the like you said, the fastest in terms of straight line speed uh, that the Bengals have. I think uh, it is a little worrisome that they drafted two guys who played in the middle uh, as linebackers. I, I didn't really see a ton of outside rangey guys 
Um, you know, I think you could probably get some stuff out of, out of Devin Bush and Devin, uh, Devin White um, in terms of moving them around. But the Bengals seem to be set with Preston Brown, Jermaine Pratt, um, Nick Vigil. Maybe they grab another guy in free agency here uh, on, on the cheap, a rental deal to, to round out the group. Um, we'll see. I didn't give my grade on the last uh, from, from the uh, text. I believe it was from, gosh, who was it, Dan or whatnot. But uh, I would say I'd go, B, I'd go right around with you. I'd say a B. Um, you know, I think, I think part of that is they didn't, they didn't grab some of the sexy picks. Uh, there's a couple of things I disagreed with, but, um, I kind of slept on it a little bit and, and all of a sudden uh, these picks are making more sense to me. Like I said, I think, I think it's about character. It's about high floors with a lot of these guys, um, guys that can come in and, and do some things right away, maybe not start, but, um, and you got to give the Bengals credit. They, they, wanted to retool the offensive line and they did that. So um, I don't know if it was absolutely outstanding. I liked some picks a lot. I was kind of just shoulder shrugging some others, um, but I didn't necessarily hate any picks. uh, I I wouldn't say um, going forward, but obviously time will tell ask us again in three years and we'll, we'll let you know. This is the orange and black insider Bengals podcast. He's John Sharon. I'm Anthony Cazenza. We appreciate all the feedback, the calls. Sorry, we could we got a lot of calls throughout the show. Sorry, we couldn't get to all of them, but uh, we're, we we tried to get to as many texts and all that kind of stuff as we could. A lot to talk about this week. Um, in case you missed it, we put up a lot of stuff on our audio feeds and our video feeds about reactions to most of the picks throughout the weekend, as well as a wrap up of all of the picks. So check that stuff out if after you check out this episode, of course, and you can get this episode and every other on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play. You can also get it on the Megaphone platform, YouTube, and all of our stuff is on cincyjungle.com. Hope you enjoyed the draft weekend. Hope you enjoyed the coverage we brought you. Get the show how you can. John, thanks for thanks for everything, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next episode, my friend. See you guys next week. All right. This has been the Orange and Black Insider for John Sheeran. I'm Anthony Cazenza. We'll see you next time.